And that's why we don't celebrate Christmas in my house anymore. We miss Grandad so much. Oh, hello. This is Meet the Movie Press. It's December the 21st, 2018. The final show of the year coming up today. Penny Marshall's Sad Passing. Plus, the holiday season's big movies, the trailers, and more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is December the 21st, 2018, the final show of the year. And did I mention we are also going to be revealing our top 10 movies of the year? Not together. We're doing our own. There are three lists, so that's going to be in the second half of the show. People often ask us at this time of year, what are your favorite movies of the year? So we're going to tell them. Because yes. that's how that works. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. I'm Simon Thompson. I'm your host uh, at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. With me, as usual, are Dimitri and Scott. Dimitri, first of all, where can we find hey, you? Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Always, everybody. Yeah, Happy Holidays to everybody. Yeah. Christmas or, or whatever you celebrate. Sure. It's all good. Whatever. Um, Hanukkah's yes. over already, though. It is. Hanukkah is over. It yes. is. Sorry, we missed it. Yeah, so, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. So, uh, it's kind of yeah, a Jewish thing. You can thing. find me here at Meet the Movie Press. <laughs> It is. It is. Um, and, and, and on Anatomy of a Movie, yeah, uh, which just wrapped last week. Mm-hmm. So there's no show today. And um, yeah, hopefully next year. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's see what happens in 2019. I use that a lot. Uh, Scott Menzel, welcome back. Who Hi are there. you? Where can we find uh, you? Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, happy holidays. We live entertainment.com is where you can find all the written reviews and interviews, and we'll save the rest of the spiel for later. Want to get into this conversation today? Yes, a lot to get through. A quiet movie news week this week. Yes. Kind of expected this time of year, but we have a lot of other special things to talk about. We don't usually go deep in some of the movies, but obviously uh, we have uh, the holiday season, which is upon us, and a lot of people are going to be watching a lot of the movies that are coming out, and holy shit. There's a lot of movies coming out. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let's start about some very uh, sad news that broke early this week. Unfortunately, the passing of Penny Marshall. Um, some people, it's funny, there are certain directors where people instantly, you know their names. And you're like, oh my God, what a legacy of movies. A lot of people, when I was working in the newsroom at Reuters this week, when this broke, sadly. Um, and a lot of people were like, Penny Marshall, Penny Marshall. How do I know that name? Penny Marshall. And then people who aren't cinephiles looked at her thing and oh my God, big. Oh, my God, A League of Their Own. Oh, my God, The Preacher's Wife. Oh, my God, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, my God. And people were like, oh, my God, Penny Marshall's dead. <laughs> and people were like, oh, that's, that is a lot sadder than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, Penny Marshall, when you look at her sort of line of work, her, her resume on IMDb, when you compare her to some directors, it's not as large as some others, but the movies on that list and the TV work that she did had an incredible impact on pop culture at the time and decades later. Guys, let's talk about this. Sure. Dimitri, your reaction, obviously, when you heard about this was one of sadness. but Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, I grew up watching Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. It was the companion show to Happy Days, okay? A so, lot of people didn't uh, know that, that I spoke yeah, they to. Didn't, really, weren't aware they didn't of that. that it was yeah. a spinoff from Happy Days, weren't or they weren't of aware of the show. Oh, they were aware of the show, okay. but not oh, the power. Right. Yeah, I mean, they don't live in caves. <laughs> well, Where the hell do you think I work? <laughs> okay, just, yeah, uh, carry on. What's Laverne and Shirley? Another day in the zoo. <laughs> Dimitri, so, carry on. Um, and, and it was a time, too, when, like, Ron Howard was, was cutting his teeth and he was becoming a director. So when Penny Marshall made that leap. Yeah. That was a really huge deal. A woman. Well, but it a was, woman in Hollywood. But you know what, though? <laughs> 
in the eighties there were a handful. You had a handful yeah. of female directors like Amy Heckerling and stuff, who like it wasn't. Look, there could have been more. There should have been more, but it wasn't like made a big deal. It was like yeah. Penny Marshall is directing a movie. Um, and she and, was also, there was something unique about her situation because she had this legacy from Happy yeah. Days, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. So she wasn't this upstart woman who yeah. wanted to make a film. Right. Yeah. And when you look at Big League of the Own, I mean, mm-hmm. she was pulling in box office, like $100 yeah. million. Dollars. She was the first woman director she was, ever yeah. to, to, to breach $100 million. And let me tell you, back in the 80s, a hundred million dollars was a milestone because yeah. not every movie would do it, and that meant you had legs and you stayed and you were popular and people liked your movie. And yeah. Big was that movie. It was such an endearing movie. And then she goes on and you make a league of their own, which if you have the latest <laughs> Blu-ray on that, yeah. there's a fantastic making of and how hard it was for her to get that because to get the movie made yeah. because it was an all female cast and what it took in that movie was gangbusters and she she just had a great way of pulling of of, of conveying heart and sentiment mm. and then great comedy within so you know, A League of Their Own, I just recently watched it this past Still year. Still an amazing it, movie. It works. So good. works. And when, when you have people like Tom Hanks and you realize his career, and, and when he's working with the right directors, mm. what, you know, she was able to accomplish. It's one of I mean, his my, greatest performances. Absolutely. Hands down, and still to this day. knows there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. You know, and then you had Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, Gina Davis, yeah. who who is now taking up this mantle for, yep. for for encouraging, promoting women in in the industry. Yeah. And promoting and protecting. Protecting. Right. And so because of a league of their own. And what her legacy that, that she's left behind, she's left a legacy of charm and laughter and heart, and it's just amazing. Well, just this summer, I had um, my goddaughter and her parents were over from uh, South Wales, where they live, uh, where I grew up. And um, uh, my my goddaughter had never seen Big. She was aware of it. Obviously, her, her parents had seen it, they, you know, were of an age, um, but she'd never seen it. So we went to see it at Sinespia in LA. And to have that experience i mean sinespia in itself which is an outdoor movie uh, event in the summer at the hollywood forever graveyard if you're ever in la you really should do it um to have it there was an experience but to have everybody experiencing the movie together in that environment young and old was incredible she now big is one of her favorite movies and i spoke to her this week and she was genuinely devastated that you know that penny marshall had died the director of this amazing movie she had only discovered months ago and is now deep dive into her, her catalogue of work, which is amazing. And that's what I love about cinema, full stop, and I love about movies like Big and, and the work of people like Penny Marshall is the fact that decades after this movie, there's a 13-year-old girl from South Wales who never realised that this film kind of really existed, and now it's a really important part of her love of cinema at this formative time of life. I think it's remarkable. Have her watch A League of Their Own. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, I mean yeah. you, you've, you guys both said such wonderful things. I mean, Dimitri very eloquently has, mm. has pointed out, you know, the highlights of Penny mm. Marshall. And I just have to say, as someone who grew up and, and who loved movies since I was like four or five years old, mm. and I watched Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley with my mom, you know, there there is just this sense of nostalgia about you know, Penny Marshall for me. 
and um, you know she just had a way of working with actors and uh, a way of directing stuff that went on to become almost cult classic and then just very iconic yeah. in cinema as well as television. Yeah, and their relationship too with Gary Marshall, who is yes. created yeah. Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. But, but again, it wasn't it wasn't a nepotism relationship. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. You know, it was not a case of oh, well, you're a Marshall. Here's your meal ticket. She really, she still, she and she never, she never rested on those laurels. You know, she no. she she earned her success, and she continues to earn and justify her success. Yeah, yeah. and and when you. You know, you talk about Laverne and Shirley, right? Mm. Laverne uh, DeFazio, it, it was she she was great, and like just their cameo yeah. on Happy Days, the producers and everybody said, "Well, we could make this work," and it did work. Yeah. I mean, they were on for a good handful of seasons yeah. as Laverne and Shirley. And, you know, he had uh, I think it was Shirley Feeney, uh, Cindy Williams, mm -hmm. who again came from. American Graffiti, which he was in with, with, with Ron Howard. Yep. But, you know, Penny Marshall, not, like, the embodiment necessarily of beauty, but her character had charm. You love the both of those characters together. Mm. And she brought with her her dad's sensibility of heart, too. Because when you look at his movies yeah. and what he's produced at TV, too... She has that within her, and so again, just a wonderful legacy. And yeah. big, big started a wave of of, of age oh, swap and sw body yeah. swap comedies. Some are better than others, <laughs> like Father, like Son. And even to this again. day, I mean, even just a couple yeah. of years ago, you know, the, the one that Zac Efron did, what Seventeen again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it continues. Now people keep discovering her work, and I really hope that continues. Penny Marshall, um, a sudden and tragic loss. Um, which, you know, I'm just very grateful for the work that, that she created. It yeah. really is an amazing resume. People in the chat uh, already asking, Jack Dennis, favorite movie of the year? All right. Calm your jets. We'll get to that. <laughs> Big. I can't guarantee all of our favorite movies of the year will be the same. But, you know, and I don't think any of us have picked Venom. We'll get to that, Jack. Uh, uh, you, don't know. you don't know. You don't know. This is from uh, Zyas Bilu. Hi, guys. Straight Edge uh, Vegan Bell. Love the Hello. show. Can't wait for Aquaman on Anatomy of a Movie. You might have to wait a little bit for that. Uh, Jack Dennis Big was one of my favorite movies growing up. Surprised it hadn't been remade. Surprised, but oh, very glad. Yes, me too. Uh, I guess that's 13 going on 30. Another example of this yes. aid swap comedy. Xeno uh, Liga of Their Own is one of my favorite movies ever. RIP and thank you, Penny. Uh, and Zayas uh, P. Uh, B. Lou saying uh, R.I.P. Penny uh, love her sports memorabilia tour with Meta World Peace uh, Ron mm. Artest also Penny was working on a documentary a sports documentary which I don't know whether it's been finished or whatever but we are we haven't seen the last of, of Penny Marshall's work um, and Zeno I was saying I really like Big growing up but kind of problematic now to be honest on the other hand uh, I can say that about a lot of 80s movies yeah, yeah. If, you, if you want a really problematic 80s movie that I revisited recently there was a movie that Richard Pryor did called The Toy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy With shit. Jackie Gleason. Has yeah. that not yeah. aged well? Oh, boy. I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I that think is, it's funnier. That is... Nah. No, it is... Oh, and Soul Man is another one. I'm like, no, not, yeah. not well thought out. No. It's very slightly racist. Uh, By slightly, I mean very. Yeah. But, but I think the, the toy, even back in the 80s, was... It was meant to be... Racist. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know what happened to that little boy? He became a porn star. 
Okay, well, that's something to discuss in another show. Uh, some other news I, I want to touch on very briefly before we have a lot to do. Coming soon to the Popcorn Talk Network, the Porn Star I think that's, Movie that's News. Gonna be, uh, <laughs> that's going to be the Cock Porn Network. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some other stuff I want to touch on very briefly. Jeff Bridges is going to receive the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Golden Globes this year, which is great. I mean, again, look at the work of Jeff. I very luckily got to speak to him <laughs> yeah. uh, early this year. I mean, uh, holy shit. Not, not only is he one of the most accomplished actors of our time, but he's also one of the nicest guys. Yeah, he is. Adjust. Yeah. I mean, um, unbelievably nice and normal and oh my god, he's just incredible. He's so a, he's a very nice man. I mean, he's a brilliant man. I didn't, brilliant man. I just he just happened to be at the same restaurant. He was walking in. I was walking out, and I just said, "So, just his mom. He was with his mom." Mm. Um, I said, "I just wanted to say thank you for all the stuff." And he was re he stopped and talked to me, asked me my name and everything, shook his hand, and then left. And I was like, that was really, like, a lot yeah. of people don't yeah. realize all it takes is a little a minute. Thing. But, but also, do you realize that, that, that also, on the flip side of that, a lot of people don't, don't want to be bothered. Right. So judge the room if they you ever don't. meet someone that you're a big fan of. Yes. And if they don't want to be bothered because they're just out shopping or they're with their families, they're with their families, leave them alone. Or if they're eating breakfast. Or they're eating breakfast. And if you know what, they're, they would rather not meet you and say hello right then. That's okay. We do not own these people. Yeah. Just, yes. just as a from from experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, no, Je Jeff Bridges. I'm. I cannot wait to hear his speech. I'm. I'm. In, I'm in genuinely a well-deserved award. Uh, and also, other news this week. We're going to move on from this very quickly. Uh, Marvel asked Adam McKay, apparently, whose movie Vice hits theaters uh, in the next couple of days, to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, looks like he's not going to take that job. Uh, but a bit of shame, him. though. Uh, yeah. I think. He, I think he would have done a really good job. I think he could have brought some of the um, sort of sardonic tones of movies like uh, Anchorman and tied it in with some really nice slapstick stuff. I think he would have been quite nice to take on the James Gunn mantle, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, whoever does that, we've talked about it at ad nauseum, I yeah. think, here. <laughs> um, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, yeah it is. Really it's like hosting the Oscars so. this year. Yeah. I, I'm still available. I just want the Academy. We all are. Yeah, the three of us should do. What it. could yeah. possibly we go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> no. If we had a table in the three, ratings couldn't go any lower. That is true. Okay. Oh, that seems like a challenge. <laughs> it can only. I go accept up from your there. challenge. We can only Academy. go up from there. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about some trailers that are out this week. Uh, there were two big ones that dropped this week. Uh, Hellboy was one that got a lot of buzz online, kind of overshadowed by another movie. We'll get to next. Uh, did you see the Hellboy trailer? What did you think about this trailer? It was okay. Yeah. It, it was weird because David Harbour in the role, mm. you kept looking at the actor and you're like, wait, wait, is that David Harbour? Like, like yeah. it, there was something off about it. Am I the only one who felt this way? I don't, I'm not. No, it was a slightly. It's, but it was weird because the tone of the trailer yes. was also much different than what we were expecting. Much which I'm different. actually grateful for. Because I didn't want yeah. more of the same. If we're going to do it, do it differently. Yeah, but they said that they were going to go. Look, what Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman brought yeah. to their roles, mm. they made Hellboy into a good commodity and mm. something that's commercial. And they, they took uh, Mignola's work and really, he put it up on the big screen in a way that was understandable, mm. acceptable. I felt that this the tone of this trailer was all yeah. off, and they had come out saying this is going to be really dark. Mm. This is, gonna... and their choice of music um, yeah. was all off. Um, they, I didn't catch 
much comedy or fr- I it was a mishmash. I just I was underwhelmed. Yeah. I'm yes, I'm I'm, I'm on the fence, but I'm still looking forward to the movie. And I'm even at this point, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I mean, I'm just glad. I am just glad they've done something that is so so different. I am happy that Sasha Lane's in this movie. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she's like a little independent actress mm-hmm. who I really do like, and I'm glad she's she's now moving into the mainstream and getting some big yeah, big, getting a big paycheck even if the movie's not good. The other trailer that dropped uh, just yesterday uh, on Thursday was uh, Men in Black International, which I still think is kind of a terrible title. Um, but now seeing the trailer, it works a bit more for me. Um, Men in Black International. Thoughts on that? I actually, I liked it. Yeah. I, I was surprised because I didn't think I was going to. Yeah. And they did something that I always, that I always try to like put out there. Mm. Tessa Thompson and um, Chris Thor, Chris Hemsworth. They were so good together in Thor. Yeah. And like, there were so many people that pair up in a movie. You go, why doesn't Hollywood notice this and put them in other types of movies together? Because mm. it works. They're good. And I saw them and I'm like going, yeah, I like these two together. I think yeah. it, it, it works. It's, it, again, just it, they, look, they just want to reboot a franchise or restart mm. something. It, for me, I thought it was okay. I liked it. I enjoyed I, it. I got. I got bad Ghostbuster vibes from it. Really? I'm going to be wow. honest. See, yeah. See, I, I felt got the more opposite. that a help yeah. I, I yeah. just, I watched, watched that trailer and I, and I cringed and I was like, this, this, this does not look good in my opinion. Wow. Interesting. No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty optimistic for this. Um, yeah. As I'm calling it, uh, Ragnarok, uh, the men in black years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this. I thought the trailer looked really good. Um, yeah, you know, but also I'm, you know, I'm a fan of men in black three. Um, me too. You know, I thought that was underrated. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I like the men in black movies and this to me looks like it could be doing something again, something different, but with having some of the heart of, of the original in there um you know I, I i'm i'm very open to this and i'm actually looking forward to this um i just hope that it, it delivers on on what um for me the trailer promises but i know a lot of people were obsessing about sort of tessa and the suits and all of this stuff i think they all look pretty cool i'm very psyched that emma thompson appears to have an enlarged role in this yeah. um i think this is really really good um no I'm she's the new rip torn right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, um i just want to know when did chris hemsworth have time to make this movie <laughs> Between yeah. Thor Ragnarok and Avengers, it wasn't the longest and... shoot time in London. Um, I think they they shot it pretty quickly, um, but I did, for me, it doesn't. My opinion, it doesn't look like it suffered. So, yeah. uh, okay, some people in the chat are talking about this. We have a lot to get through in just the hour today, so we're going to move on from those in just a second. Uh, okay, we are uh, a straight edge going back to Jeff Bridges. Absolutely love Jeff Bridges. Who doesn't? Assholes don't. Uh, Zayas <laughs> B. Lou, uh, yeah, it's lose lose. I think MCU fans uh, throw names, uh, but don't understand that. Uh, SMH, uh, which is obviously to do with uh, Adam McKay. Uh, Hellboy trailer was Mare, Zias B. Lou. Okay. Uh, feels like there's going to be a Venom Deadpool type of tone. Okay. Uh, Jack Dennis Hellboy trailer was cool, but I thought uh, it would go more horror, not distinct enough from the last two movies and seems cheaper. I think seems cheaper is, is fair. Yes. It, 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 it financially it is. Uh, Zeno Hour, I really, really wish they leaned heavily into the horror aspect. Jack Dennis, MIB International, is a blatant marketing title. The trailer is bland, uh, but it's saved by the chemistry of those two leads. Fair comment. Zeno Hour, I like the MIB International trailer. Yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, Zayas Bilu, uh, same Simon. I'm optimistic about MIB too. I'm I'm optimistic about that. And Bob B says mention black. I'd watch that. A Jewish <laughs> men in black. Yes, yes, yes. I like that. I, I would watch that. 
Oi, Okay, let's talk about uh, talk Where's about my movies. Movie every year? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the Hebrew Hammer? Oh my God, I great. love the yeah, Hebrew yeah, Hammer. Me too. Seriously, yeah. I t I, everybody yeah. I tell to watch it's that great. movie absolutely love that movie okay if you haven't seen hebrew <laughs> hammer you need to track that movie down it's on dvd you probably pay a lot for it on ebay but it's worth watching <laughs> yeah. okay uh we are moving towards the holidays so the holiday season we want to get these in in 10 minutes because we're still going to spend the last half of the show on our top 10 <laughs> top top 10 10 10 movie movies of the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. uh so movies uh, let's talk about aquaman okay sure. okay talking about uh, jewish movies yeah. i refer to him <laughs> i refer to him as arthur aquaman of the, of the of the Long Island Aquamans. Uh, what do you mean, Arthur? Call, I'm I'm from the uh, Long Beach Aquamans. What do you mean? Yeah. All all superheroes are Jewish. There's Batman, Joel Batman. Uh, there's uh, Jacob Spiderman of the uh, of of the of the Yonkers uh, Spidermans. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why nobody. I don't know why anybody has not done a Jewish superhero movie. Why, Arthur? Why, why do you want to be a fish? Why do you want to be a fish? Well, if it's if you're a gefilte fish, oh, fish yeah. Yeah, if you're yeah. a gefilte fish, there you then go. it's okay. Gefilte fish, man. Aquaman, now we've all seen this. I saw it this week. Um, what do you... I mean, sir, that's a, that's a thing. Aquaman's a thing. Sure. Uh, Did you, am I the only one who liked it here? No, no. I think I'm between you two because you really didn't like it, Dimitri. We'll get I, to that in a, a second. Yeah. You really liked it. I was, I was underwhelmed by. It. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I, I got pretty bored. I thought it was over long. Yeah. Um. There's a lot that's up on the screen. I thought the biggest flaws for me was the fact, personally, there was no chemistry between Jason Momoa and Amber Heard. That was like oil and water. It just to me, that was not believable at all um i uh, for some reason uh nicole kidman at some point in the movie starts to cosplay as carol from the walking dead yeah. um which I'm, I'm really not quite sure what the fuck <laughs> happened with that elements of this movie look so expensive and so grand and other elements look so unbelievably cheap like uh the manta uh, oh, there's yeah, a there's I a fight agree. scene huh. between manta and uh, Arthur Aquaman. Um, <laughs> and it just, it looked like the Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like the Power Rangers TV show. I'm like, you've got all this money. What the fuck is this? But it's funny because right before that, yeah. they have that whole chase sequence. Yeah. And they show that in the trailer. Yeah. And I thought like, oh, this is going to look crappy in the movie. And it, it's really great. Like, yeah. that's yeah. an amazing but, sequence. Uh, okay, but let's talk about that sequence for, because, you know, you talk about Amber Heard because then it, it goes on. And it goes on. Like, where it got to a point where they were in, like, a little winery restaurant, and I think somebody blows out a whole wall of wine. Yeah. And when I start thinking, wow, that was a great waste of probably good wine in Sicily. Yeah. Then uh, there's a problem. And then they get to the fountain scene. And then I was like, and then they let Amber Heard yeah. go on. And I was like, oh. which, Which I think, that, that for me, and someone's just mentioned this, actually, Zayas has mentioned this. Uh, Zayas loved Aquaman. The story and the script could have been better. Yeah, the script was terrible. The, I mean, I don't put a lot of this on, on James Wan at all. I think his vision, uh, most of the movie is very much up there. It's grand. There are certain elements of his vision that I'm like, yeah, this, you nail. I just thought it was overlong. I just, yeah. The way he Scott. moves the camera, yeah. I mean, it's just like cinematically just these sequences where yeah. he kind of flips it, and like yeah. I mean, it's just so like beautifully shot at times. Yeah. Like you're like, wow. And what I loved about it was, and I know a lot of people are criticizing this movie now that you know more, more of the reviews have come out, but 
I love that it just embraced how campy and like batshit crazy it was. But for me, it didn't embrace it enough. Really? I would have liked to have seen it. For me, it's sitting somewhere between taking itself very seriously and trying to do a Wonder Woman. You know, that right. slightly different things, but I think trying to do that. And then this campy ho 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 element. And it just didn't, the cogs of the wheels didn't yeah. quite fit together for I me. I couldn't discern campy from bad acting. That mm. was my problem. Yeah. I, I felt that, again, what you're saying about Amber Heard, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it's it's way too long. Like, that I will agree Manta, with. Come, like Black Man shows up. Can we all agree that he's the weakest part <clears throat> of the movie? Absolutely. If they took that character out of the could movie, it could have been so it much stronger. Could have yeah. been shorter. Disappointing. And that yeah. actor, he snarled really well. Here are the positives. He was great. It was. I didn't. I thought he I snarled. really liked him, but yeah. I just he wasn't handled correctly. It was so underdeveloped. I, yeah. I yeah. felt it was colorful. So for all the people who've who've criticized DC for making dark movies, mm. you can't argue that this was dark. It was extremely colorful. Yeah extremely imaginative yeah okay <clears throat> we get to see people on seahorses yeah. and yeah. everything uh, yeah. and and that was great too uh, again it was to me it was like a first person shooter quest game where you have to obtain an object in order to win this war yeah. which is, and this was quest 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 <coughs> extremely long fight yeah oh don't have it quest 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 extremely long fight they could have cut down the sahara desert like we yeah, you, you're, you're waterman. There were, ch there were chunk, it, chunks of the movie that just didn't, didn't really work. need to. It was very yeah to be in that. Um, Momoa, though, although yeah. he was a lot of fun. He, oh, he was. He yeah. embraced yeah, yeah. the role, and I will say he looked to have the most fun in the movie. Uh, so Aquaman, um, you know, various. I'll get to the opinions in the chat afterwards. As as well, I'll do it quickly now. Zayas Bilu, uh, more of a mirror fantasizing and drooling over Jason more than anything. So you know, our no Aquaman spoilers in the live chat, please. No, no spoilers. Zayas Bilu, uh, lol. Uh, more like what the live-action Power Rangers should have been. Yeah, fundamentally. Cyrus Bilu, some of the scenes didn't transfer well for me. Uh, yeah, Black Manta uh, wasn't handled right. Absolutely agree. That's from Zyus Bilu. Um, yeah, I, I just... I mean, it just it just didn't hold together as a whole for me. Nice cameo from Lee Wanell. Um, that was worth... I really appreciated that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just didn't it just didn't do it for me. I mean, it's not a terrible movie. Uh, it's mid-table DCEU for me. It was better um, than Justice League, I'll say that. For, for me, one thing that really, really irked was in the effects when there's so much money put into these movies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when characters are jumping off things like docks into the water, that looked like that was done on a right. fucking spectrum in 1984. Right. It was like birdemic <laughs> levels of right. the flow of the movement was horribly wrong. I think everyone <clears> involved in this should have known better. They should have touched little things like that, which really take you out. I think they could have really solved a few problems with that. Also, let's talk about Mel Welcome to Marwin. Uh, first of all, Welcome to Marwin uh, was one of my most anticipated movies of the year finally got to see it this week it hits theaters uh, uh th this weekend um yeah i don't know what the fuck they did with that yeah it's one of the biggest disappointments of the year I, it was i actually i mean i didn't hate it um i think the vision was was brilliantly dynamic there's a zemeckis mcguffin in there that angered me oh it's which fucking genu genuinely curious. angered me they could have done it completely different that was just to try and I think it's a horrible attempt at a crowd oh. pleaser that's going to backfire. Um, I found it to be quite creepy and misogynistic at times, a really quite pervy. Um, the, the way his interaction is with, with, with some of the dolls. Um, and overall, I just think it, the, the tone was off. And for some reason, I think this is being pitched ever so slightly as a family movie. This is not a family movie. 
um no. there if you take your family your young family to this you are going to have a lot of questions at the end of the movie yeah. and there were a lot of kids in the screening that i was at this week yeah one parents. of them happened to be extremely yeah you were with sick. me for this jesus yeah, yeah we saw yeah, this that's together, a separate but, issue but but, but yeah, yeah they were they were like they they were asking about things yeah. and parents weren't didn't really want to have the conversations what in a is movie the movie theater. rated it's pg-13 yeah um a massive disappointment um i think considering what's there um and bearing in mind the talent that is there horribly wasted um i'm not entirely sure why a lot of the people involved in this signed up for this in the first place um bec unless the movie that we're seeing is not the movie that they were sold i don't know but this is a i can't decide whether this is <clears> going to be something that and i tweeted about this this week is going to be instantly forgotten and put in a box or something that has become a, a cult classic in the future um i it just didn't sit right with me at all guys uh, go ahead okay um I, I want to jump off what Simon said. This this movie for me was my number one most anticipated film of the year. Mm. And as a fan of Zemeckis, Steve Carell, and of course the story of Mark Hogenkamp from the wonderful documentary called Marwin Call, which I if you haven't seen, I highly, highly, highly recommend seeing. It's incredible. Yeah. And it, this is this movie is so strange because it opens up in such a way where I was like hooked. Mm. I was like, "This is going to be brilliant," and then it goes into everything you address, Simon. Yeah. It there's there's characters, the female characters in this movie play there. There's this hint that they play such an, a major role in his life. Yeah. Yet none of them are developed whatsoever. Yeah. There's these advertisements where they show all these different women and they're the actual women are in the movie for maybe two to three minutes max there's one or two characters that get maybe 10 to 15 minutes of screen time yeah. but the rest and it borders on creepy there's certain scenes where he comes off as a pervert and yeah. it, it makes him seem so pathetic and it's funny because I know what you're going to say about this is that, you know, the effects of war and trauma and things of that nature. There's this scene that's very important to why this whole entire story is being told. Yeah. And the movie completely glances over it. Like, it's just, it's, it's glossed know, over. I it's know just, what you're talking about. It's, just, it, it's like, oh my God, this is something happened to me. Something happened to me. And then when they show it, it's like in this slow motion, yeah. like not effective uh, I think, at all. I think it does I the, the, the original and the real life uh, subject uh, of this story a massive disservice. It really does. A massive and, disservice. And, and Steve Carell, what's, what's, what's weird about it yeah. is that Steve Carell seems to be pouring his heart and soul into this. Yeah. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. everyone around him is just like reading their lines and like, okay, where's my paycheck? Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't necessarily have. I, albeit when the trailer came out, I know the three of us talked about it yes. a lot, yeah. and and it was one of the movies that I was really mm. looking forward to this season. Um, again, it didn't hit where I had hoped it would, yeah. but I didn't hate it as much as as you gentlemen did. I, I appreciated the performances. I, there was that creepiness to it. I sort of kind of made it um, made a parallel to like Ed Wood. Yeah. Uh, in, in a sense, um, my I thought that there was some heart to it. It's an animated movie too. Right. I mean, this movie is an animated yeah. movie where at least half, if not maybe a little bit more, mm. is within that world. And I love the world that he created. Like what I had said is, "Welcome to Marwin." It's a great place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. yeah. And I liked how this was this gentleman's way of. Of like this was his escape in the PTSD yeah. 
that would go through. I thought performances were okay. I didn't walk away hating the movie. It just uh, I didn't hate it either. That's <clears> the funniest <throat> thing. It's just that for something with all these people involved, yeah. this, this wonderful animation that was used. You know, we're, we're, we're seeing reviews coming out about this movie, calling it the worst movie of the year. It's not. It's not. But I, I, I would say that it's the most underwhelming movie of the year yeah. where like you can see all the potential that could have been yeah. and it didn't work. For me it was the the uh, my criticism too was was the end of the movie oh. like cuz the movie builds up to an event like that that's this is what we're building up yeah. to and it I will talk after I don't want to spoil anything but I was like what happened? Yeah. Uh, okay a lot of other movies we need to get to very sure. quickly but we're running out of time uh vice uh, is out on christmas day uh a lot of golden globe nominations six i think golden globe nominations uh we've all seen this movie uh i think some great performances in this it's not uh, my favorite mckay work at all i think it's a lesser product uh, than the big short a couple of years ago uh, but i think bale is great i think amanda uh, uh, amy adams is great uh i think sam rockwell is great uh, and i like steve carell in this um as a movie it was it was good uh, i didn't love it Scott. I, I think the movie it, it's a performance driven film uh, and the reason to see this movie is is not so much the filmmaking aspect yep. of it it's more about the performances so if you like these actors and you're uh, swing a little liberal I think you'll really enjoy this movie see and my thought was I think it's as equal to the big short with the exception that the big short you know the bad guys lose mm. uh, this movie um, will make you angry because um, of things done at performances were and if, it, if, it, if it doesn't you should probably look at yourself um let's yeah. talk about mary poppins returns we've already given our views on this the last couple of weeks you Dimitri, saw it last night ahead. to me yeah um again i'm the dissenting person here <laughs> i loved i watched i was I'm going sorry. in and i did I'm have a low bar well don't yeah. be sorry <laughs> there's nothing to be sorry about i mean i really you know i took everything that nothing you wrong with the low said. bar it just means that so i can get a beer because yeah. i'm shorter than everybody else <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I thought it hit the right note of nostalgia. Mm. You know, everybody was saying, oh, it's a knockoff of the original. And, and you and I, Simon, were talking at breakfast yep. just, just before you arrived. I sort of kind of liken it to like Force Awakens, where everybody was saying, oh, Force Awakens is just retreading Star Wars. Mm. Well, I don't think Force Awakens ever was. And I don't think this one does. There are parallels. And yes, as you you mentioned like instead of chimney sweeps we get gas lighters uh you know they're they're instead of the suffragettes we get you know the labor thing i get yeah. that but i felt that the all the music sexy numbers, stuff yeah. I, th I felt that all the i thought the music numbers were were excellent and magical one there was one number that didn't really work for me at all I thought the performances were really great. I loved Emily Blunt, mm. and I just I was tapping my toes. I had a really good time. Well, I'm I'm very I happy that it. you enjoyed it. <laughs> me too. Um, I know this is going to be a successful movie, um, but I disagree. I yeah. I it left really me disagree. left me cold and <laughs> utterly unmoved. Yeah. And for someone who will cry at the drop of a hat. That fucking says something. Yes. Okay, uh, very quickly, Bumblebee. I haven't seen this. You guys have seen this. Quick thoughts on Bumblebee. No, I, I, Let's keep it quick. We're cutting is, into top ten time. I love that they made a male-driven... Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. I was we could do it with more male-driven male male, movies. No, a male, no, it's funny. A male-driven toy franchise yep. and turn it into a gender-balanced toy franchise where <clears> like, <throat> I feel females are going to really gravitate towards this movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if you saw my Twitter, to me... Again, going back to the... What is your Twitter nostalgia. for people that don't know, Dimitri? At DMovies1701. Okay. 
And I talked about Bumblebee. It reminded me of uh, a Disney movie, Disney live action movie, circa seventies, yeah. where there was a lot of heart. It was wacky slapstick in yeah. it, uh, and there was adventure. And that's what it reminded me of. And, and, and let's let's face it. I mean, Bumblebee is Herbie the Love Bug's um, younger b- brother. And I mean, it, it had all of those elements of, of yeah. And I just you just real quick, you know, Haley Steinfeld. It continues over and over again. You know, like you know, she's just amazing in these movies. She just she she just has this this screen presence that just sells a movie. Yeah. and it she's great. Wouldn't have worked as without well her. without her. No. Period. Uh, very quickly, people are talking in response to uh, Welcome to Marwin. Uh, Zeno Hour saying, still interested in Welcome to Marwin. Uh, haven't heard very positive um, WOM feedback at all. No, I mean, with all these things, I mean, this is just our opinion. If you want to go and see a movie, sure. absolutely go and see it. We're not saying don't see this movie. This is just our opinion that we perhaps liked or didn't like something. Okay, so very quickly, two other movies coming out over the holidays. Destroyer, which I've seen, you've seen. Um, uh, Nicole Kidman, great. Rest of the film, one of the dullest things I've had to sit through all year. Oh my god! 100%. I thought it was. I thought it was so bad. I have nothing else. She to was say. great. The rest it. of the movie. Yeah, I agree. No. Just dark, depressing for no reason. Yeah, I just did not like that Can't movie wait. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Holmes and Watson is out on Christmas Day. Reactions are embargoed until Christmas Eve. But you can each ask me two questions about this movie, and I will respond because that is not a review. This is a conversation. Scott, go first. Uh, how is the chemistry between Will Ferrell and John C. Riley? As good as it ever is. Okay. Was it funny? It was funny. I laughed. There you go. What was the... Oh, uh, was it dumb funny or clever funny? Uh, it's a mix of both. Okay. Like Step Brothers? Like Step Brothers, Mel Brooks, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, I'm and there. Carry On Movies from the 1960s and 70s. I'm there. There you go. I'm my, there. My thoughts on this, not a review, purely a conversation between grown men in a public <laughs> forum, uh, is the fact that I have no, no idea why this film appears to be hidden in some way. Um... I don't know. I mean, I, I, okay, time yeah. for the top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Top Okay, we don't have as much time as I would have liked for this. We have twenty-three minutes. So, who would like to go first? Who wants to start you. with their number ten? You. Yeah. Sure. Okay. My number ten of 2018, 2018, 2018 <laughs> is Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse, a movie that I'm not only surprised made my top 10, but I'm surprised wasn't utter dog shit. Um, I was very worried about this movie. I thought it was a horrible idea. I think we didn't need another Spider-Man movie. I did not like the style of animation. I did not like the trailers. I did not like the clip that I saw at the end of Venom. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Genuinely, it had everything that I expect, including surprising moments, Easter eggs, in jokes, out jokes, jokes, just seriously. <laughs> it was, and it's also a little bit of a mind fuck. And I appreciate the fact that this movie has that kind of balls and it's appealing to everyone from the age of four to 94. Audiences are loving this movie. Yeah. Okay. Number number 10 well, from Scott. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, this, this is actually a surprise to me because very similar to uh, Spider-Man for you. Uh, my number 10 pick is Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. a movie that I heard so much negative uh, buzz about going into the whole directing process and like the story and yep. everything and how long this movie took to get made. I uh, really had you know lukewarm expectations at best going into it, mm-hmm. and I still think that it's, it's one of the funnest movies of the year. And there's no denying that that live aid sequence at the end is one of the best cinematic 
movie pieces of art this year. Dimitri. All right, my number 10 is Game Night. Game Night, which came out way earlier this year, this past year. Uh, I really, like, comedies are, fun comedies are hard to come by, and this is a concept. Unbelievably hard to come by. this is a concept comedy that, to me, worked. I mean, you had a great concept. It kept you guessing. The comedy, the laughs came from the unexpected. There was a whole gag about glass tables that, wow, that's a real, like, somebody gets thrown on a glass table when in action movies they always break, and it doesn't break, and the guy goes, that's a really strong glass table. (laughs) And then later on when something similar happens, glass tables are acting really strange tonight. (laughs) Like, it had stuff like that in it, and Jason Bateman and... and, um, uh, Rachel, McAdams. Rachel McAdams. I thought they were really good together. It wove this great international like story, yeah. and it was all about game night. Really like, enjoyed this movie. It made me laugh. I'd seen it like three times, and I laugh every time I watch it. So number ten, number ten, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, Game Night, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Number nine, number nine, <laughs> um, Instant Family. Um, there were a couple of comedies on my list this year. Um, of favorite movies which i think for the first time there's been like three uh game night was one of them uh also blockers which i thought was brilliant um and instant family which um <laughs> I need to phrase this correctly uh it's a comedy that touched me in ways that i was not expecting um it was so brilliantly scripted some of the the characters that were involved in this story were just brilliantly drawn the script was so sharp the performances were great from people that I usually find mediocre at best. Um, The young cast was superb, especially the older daughter. Um, This was a movie that came out of nowhere for me. Um, I saw it very early. I was not expecting anything, and it moved me a hell of a lot this year. Um, Instant Family, for the director, for the cast, for the writers, for everybody involved with it, was a hands-down absolute win. Um, I'm still upset that not enough people have been to see this movie. If you can find it in your movie theatres this Christmas, take the family and go and see this movie together. It is one of the best movies of the year. I agree. Okay, uh, Scott, next. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Anna and the Apocalypse. Hmm. Uh, This is a zombie musical comedy that... Christmas movie. Yeah, Christmas (laughs) movie, coming-of-age story. Uh, just a delightful film that every musical number works and moves the story forward unlike Mary Poppins where it stops at dead in its tracks sorry Dimitri Um, you don't know and (laughs) I just I I love this cast mainly a group of unknowns but they all really own the film it's not a flashy musical but one that just takes an idea runs with it and leave it up to an independent filmmaker for making one of the best musicals of the year I, I agree with that sentiment. So it was kind of so, like a, a, a zom-com musical. Christmas movie. So it's kind of like, uh, land. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, Dimitri, you're number nine. A Simple Favor. Ah, a Simple Favor was Still uh, have my not seen nine. this. Uh, it was my number nine because this was a movie that I really, I had no expectation going into it, and I walked out and going, wow, mm. what an acerbic, dark comedy noir movie that was that had two fantastic performances women you know uh, Anna Kendrick and um, Blake, well, Lively. Blake, Blake Lively Blake Lively they were so amazingly good yeah 
and it was just wicked and funny. So I guess the, you could say I, it's I'm going to say this real quick. The sexiest movie of the year, yeah. by far. Really? Oh, my God. It's a, it's, it was, I never used that phrase, sexy, but that movie was fucking sexy. And it, it just worked <laughs> from it worked from beginning to end. It had some twists. There were some things that were telegraphed a, a bit, but mm. for a noirish devilishly fun wicked time simple favor I walked out of the theater going that movie won me over and I had a lot of fun watching it so that's our number nines Uh, and people in the chat saying are asking is Anna and the Apocalypse on a streaming service this from Xeno Hour currently I don't think so bit of a missed trick going into the holiday season um, I think they should have done a limited theatrical and then put it on streaming. But I that agree. Well, it's, it's opening into more and more theaters. Okay. I know because if they did that, then it, it's a limited theatrical would be done. Uh, Zias B. Lou saying, yeah, the older girl in Instant Family, Isabella Mona. That is correct. That is her name. has been cast as Dora the Explorer. Live action coming next year. For someone so young, seriously. And again, I don't want this to sound inappropriate. <clears throat> you cannot not watch her. Right. She as an actor is, she's just, it's just like a tractor beam. Even in like a light, frivolous comedy like Instant Family, she just absolutely keeps your attention. She's someone that's going to be really huge. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't mean that in a, in a bossy positive kind of way. I don't mean she's going <laughs> to balloon. Um, I mean that she's seriously in the world of acting. She's going to do phenomenally well. Okay, we are number eight. Number eight. My number eight is A Quiet Place. Um, even though for me... This movie had many, many flaws. Um, As far as a satisfying monster movie goes, that genuinely kept me in moments of suspense on the edge of my seat, this did that for me. Um, A Quiet Place, I think, for for a a first-time director of a major movie, because he's obviously done smaller indie movies before, Uh, John Krasinski, great. Emily Blunt, great. The young cast, great. This is a movie where it just goes to show you that although dialogue and a good script is massively important in a movie, to create a movie like this with no dialogue, pretty much, is an absolute triumph. So my number eight is A Quiet Place. Scott, your number eight, please. Uh, Ben is back. Uh, This movie... Sequel to Ben? Yes, the sequel to Ben. Ben. Yep. Um, This movie I watched twice at this point, and I have to say that it's one of the rare films that I felt got better on the second viewing. Hmm. It stars Julia Roberts and Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges is criminally underrated this year. I feel like he's being overlooked left and right for all the movies that he's been in. Uh, And Julia Roberts, it is a crime, and I will say that right now that her name has not been brought up more and more this award season and the fact that she's I think she's like zero for zero so far for nominations and if you love her work right now she's having something of a a renaissance you should also check out Homecoming on Amazon Uh, Dimitri what is your number seven my it was seven oh sorry number eight eight, 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 my number eight eight eight. my number eight is Instant Family eight okay yeah it is Instant Family Uh, that, that movie had to make my list this year because I honestly don't feel that there's any movie as good as a crowd pleaser as Instant Family was. This movie makes you laugh, it made you cry, but it made you feel good. And by the end of the movie, you walked out with a smile on your face, feeling really good. It reminded me of Parenthood, uh, the movie, not the television series, but the movie. And and like you said, Simon, it just had it all in there. And, And if it inspired somebody to do something good afterwards, all the more to it, I thought the performances were great. 
that that girl is fantastic. Loved her in Sicario mm. uh, too. She was probably one of the better parts of that movie. And she was uh, in Transformers: The Dark Knight. You know, so yeah. but she's a really fantastic actress. Uh, the movie works on all cylinders. I I couldn't try to work hard enough to get more people to go see Instant yeah. Family. Fifteen minutes left on the show. Yeah. We are now at number seven on our countdowns of top ten movies of the year. Mine at number seven is Mission Impossible: Fallout, F- purely for the. The, the fact that this was a movie that kept me engaged all the way through, and again, like A Quiet Place, another Paramount movie, um, coincidentally, it it delivered exactly what it promised, and that was excitement. I mean, edge of the seat, um, you know, just epic, epic sequences, um, and continued the franchise in a really interesting and engaging way, continually adding something new to the mix, bringing back bits that work. It's one of the few really, really consistent franchises we have in Hollywood. It's one of the ones where Tom Cruise just fits like an absolute glove. Um, I I left the movie theater massively entertained um, on a high. And it's one of the few movies this year that I've actually, I still think about. And when I take a moment to think about it, I'm like, fuck me, that's good. Holy shit. That is epic filmmaking. So, I mean, it might not win literally any Oscars although I think it will. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout is my number seven. Uh, Scott, new number seven. My please. number seven to join forces with everyone else here. Instant family. Great. Um, so we got one one that's appeared in all all, yeah. uh, all three so far. Okay. The, the Keep in score. The Keep in, in score. The interesting thing about Instant Family yeah. is the fact that the movie itself, from the trailers and the TV spots, looks absolutely horrendous. And I yeah. will say this in all fairness. Horribly marketed. This movie made me feel things that... I haven't felt from a movie in quite some time. Yep. I, uh, you know, it is a feel-good movie. It, the cast, you would never expect Mark Wahlberg to be this good. He is great in it. Uh, Isabella Monnier, she is she's really great in this film too. But what's what's really important about this movie for me uh, is as someone who grew up in a house where we had foster care kids throughout. I have uh, six adopted brothers. Mm. Seeing this story told so beautifully and so honestly and so realistically really was something special to be had and uh i know every single one of us here at this table has been promoting the hell of this movie yeah and it deserves all that promotion because it's phenomenal and it earns every laugh and it earns every tear yeah, yeah. and it, 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 wor- it, it works, works for them none of them yep. are easy ones um right. and it's actually it's a movie that i reviewed for ign and i think i gave it an eight out of ten so do check out that review uh number six number six is destination wedding you, for you, me you oh sorry shit go ahead number seven no 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 we, no, 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 no. Dude, dude, <laughs> we don't have enough time as it is come on so my number six Seven is going to be searching searching yeah. is my number seven okay this is another movie that came out of nowhere for me and again it's a gimmick movie mm-hmm. uh not unlike like the blair witch project mm-hmm. it's a gimmick movie but the gimmick works again it sets up a norm mystery that's all seen through via computer screen yep. and or smartphone or tablet john cho carries this movie on his shoulders all on his own and you're in suspense, you're rooting for the character, and then the character does questionable actions that, and you're like, oh, damn it. And right up until the end, it, it keeps you guessing, and it was just a really well done mystery. 
which we don't have a lot of mysteries going on. And, you know, now we've had a quiet, uh, not a quiet place. We had simple favor. But searching is a true mystery. Talking of mysteries, what are going to be number six? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so we have ten minutes left on the show. So we are halfway through the countdown. Uh, Number six, Destination Wedding, a movie that nobody saw. No. Uh, that was uh, was I mean I say it was promoted badly. It wasn't even promoted this year. It's now on streaming services. I saw it on Amazon Prime the other day. This is the kind of movie that we don't get anymore. This is a brilliant uh, I say relationship comedy, but it, it kind of becomes that. Uh, it's it's an unrelationship movie. The scripting in this is amazing. Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves are absolutely perfect. If you love movies like When Harry Met Sally, uh, Odd Couple Movies, seriously, this is one of the best movies of the year. Not only just from their performances, but it's really simply shot, but wildly effective. And the script is, seriously, just be careful you don't cut yourself when you're watching this movie. (laughs) Because it is so fucking sharp. It's like, it's just, it's stunning. And it did no business, and nobody saw it. And that is a crime. Uh, that is my number six, Destination Wedding, Scott. Uh, my number six is The Quiet Place. Uh, just to go off Simon real quick, it proves that less is more. Yeah. Uh, you have pretty much four people carrying this entire movie. It's very suspenseful. Um, and it's, it's. I mean, it's intense. They know exactly what to do with this movie. Um, the Both John Krasinski as well as the two writers they just created something, take a simple uh, premise, and they just they run with it, and it works. It's never overly long. It keeps you on the edge of your seat from beginning to the end. Uh, Dimitri. My number six was Halloween. Uh, the, the, I the was wondering where this was going to pop up on your list. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was tough because there were so many good movies this year, but when you talk about most highly anticipated movies, Halloween was my highly anticipated movie this year mm-hmm. uh i was very uh the, the promotion on it i thought was with the marketing was great saw the movie uh it's not a horror movie without flaws but i felt everything else was so good that they diminished the flaws in the movie uh it delivered suspense it was a throwback to the original uh david gordon green as the director mm-hmm. i thought he did a fantastic job in keeping the pace and but keeping the suspense. Yeah. And Michael Myers is back. Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic, as well as the girl who played her granddaughter in this movie. Uh, as a Halloween fan, the movie delivered in buckets of blood. In the chat, lots of people giving their top tens. I must comment, though, on Ricky Davila saying, Instant Family is the best surprise. Hit so hard and was so hard not to put in my top ten. Should have been in there, Ricky. Should have been in there. <laughs> Let's move ah. on to number five. Number five. Number five. Black Klansman. Um, I just love, seriously, this movie. It's the best thing Spike Lee has done in the longest time. I think the last time Spike Lee did a movie this good, I had hair. That was a fucking long time ago. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was seriously, I mean, I thought all the performances in this were great. I thought the direction was great. I think it came at a really important time. Um, This to me was one of the most flawless films that I saw. I, I really found hard. To, to try and find much wrong with this movie at all. The supporting cast was one of the best of the year, irregardless of how large their role was. Everybody brought their A game. It was a soup. It was. It's. It's one of my favorite Spike Lee movies of all time. It's one of my favorite movies of the year, and I'm really pleased to see it getting recognition at this awards season. Number five, Black Klansman. Scott, you won't believe this. Number five for me, Black Klansman. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, I mean, yeah. I agree. everything that Simon said, best movie Spike Lee has done. It, it could be one of his like top three of his entire career. Yeah. Um, as someone, and I, I know this is a controversial opinion, as someone who's not really a big fan of Adam Driver, mm-hmm. Adam Driver 
kills it in this yeah. movie. He yeah. is amazing Agreed. in this film. And John David Washington is also fantastic. Who in this it. movie became John David Washington and not Denzel Washington's son. Son, right. thank you. Yes. Just so, a great film. And yeah. like you said, very important and very timely. But it doesn't feel like forced. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel chintzy. Yeah. Number five, Dimitri. Mine was Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Uh, truly, probably the best action movie of the year yeah. for me. Um and again, Macquarie and Cruz, that's that that's a combo that should just continue to keep going because they always ramp it up and you had said you'd use the word epic. Mm. This movie is is epic in its scope. Um you know, the stunts are just amazing. I just recently re uh, rewatched it, had yeah. it on Blu-ray. And even at home, uh, I was like, holy shit. Like, it, it's just really a well done. It's probably one of the best, if not the best, within this franchise. Yeah. I hope they make at least one more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it truly is the best action film well, this year. Talking of that, I did an interview with Chris McQuarrie uh, for Forbes a little while ago, so if you want to, we talk about the fact that, you know, would he's done two of these movies, would he do a third? That's featured in that, so check that out. If you Google Simon Thompson Forbes, Mission Impossible, look at a Forbes and put my name in, you'll find the piece there. Uh, number four, number four, is Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, a movie which, again, has its flaws, but for me, Remy Malik, what holy crap. Just an insanely good performance and again very much like you said scott for pretty much exactly the same reasons it it, it really moved me um i grew up in the 80s um i was never a queen fan i got into queen um when a friend of mine who was a massive queen fan died and i was i always dismissed them as like an old man's rock group um and I, I love the music of Queen. I grew up with watching Freddie Mercury, you know, the, when the AIDS epidemic happened in the 80s and how he was treated. This is very much a movie of my time. And so perhaps I relate to it in a, in a way that uh, sort of other people would do, or younger audiences would did. But uh, having watched it with, with Kit at that press screening and Kit's daughter, who I think is like 19, for a 19-year-old to go, that's one of my favorite movies of the year, possibly one of my favorites of all time. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it does have a wider appeal. This was just for me. I, I left I I ended the movie in tears. Um it, I thought it was great. I thought it was funny, I thought it was touching, I thought it was dynamic, I thought it was bombastic. I think it captured um what Queen and Freddie Mercury were all about. And like you, putting any controversy around the directing and stuff like that and how long the movie got to take aside, for me it was seriously a triumph. Dimitri uh, oh, Scott, no, uh, number no, four. no. Okay. Number four for me is searching. Um okay. I, I saw this movie at Sundance. It blew me away. John Cho's performance, incredible. Uh, I love that even though a movie is based all around technology, and we've seen a couple of movies like this, like yep. Open Windows or um, Unfriended, this one is so much better executed. It's just, it's so, so brilliant. I mean, yeah, it's so immersive. And it's so smart mm -hmm. it's really smart like you can think about this like one of my friends was like well why didn't they just use the find my iphone i'm like well maybe you should pay attention to the movie because within the first 10 minutes of the movie there's a reason why you can't use that feature right? yeah yeah so what are we at now uh, we are at number four that that for me is black Klansman. okay mm. but everything so we that, all got that three yeah. okay cool so black Klansman for me um it's like you mentioned adam driver if he doesn't get nominated for, for a supporting actor. Mm, yeah. uh, his performance was amazing, but I think the movie, the ending of this movie is still being written about just this week. Yeah. I mean, Martin Scorsese was talking about the ending of this movie. The movie, uh, although based on a true story of the past, it's topical today. Mm. Uh, and I think that 
it, it's very wry. There is some there are some bits of humor in it. Um, and, and to your point, Simon, as well, I, I too agree that it's probably Spike Lee's best film in a long time. And I mean, I think it's impactful, but yet it's still entertainment. Entertaining doesn't beat you over the head. Like, here, take your medicine. And I think the movie works tremendously. Uh, number three, number three is for me, Green Book, a movie that I only saw very recently. Um, it's getting some award season love. Um, it again it's a movie that genuinely moved me I thought the script was brilliant I thought the performances were superb I mean Viggo Mortensen uh, is is superb I haven't seen him be this good in a long time uh, Mahershala Ali is just just fucking brilliant to be quite honest with you um, their interplay their, their, their chemistry together is, is just amazing um, this movie left me so satisfied um it was it was like a good meal a fried chicken <laughs> you'll get the joke if you watch the movie um yeah i mean holy crap that that was just a great a great I, movie that is that is my number three uh, number three for me is green book what the fuck uh, yeah I, I, I agree with everything you said yeah. Vigo and mahershala their chemistry just sell this movie yeah. i love the back and forth banter between the two of them it's a very simple movie yeah it but is one, simple but one that addresses important themes but doesn't beat you over the head with it and it's just a feel-good movie, too, and it leaves you so incredibly satisfied, and it leaves you with this sense of, like, we all can get along if we try. Yeah, absolutely. Dimitri? My number three is... Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> we're, we're out of time. We've got to end the show, guys. We're out of time. We've had an hour. We've, well, we've got to... Got to go. We've got, we've got to... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if you wanted to hear what our, you know, our top sort of three movies of the year were, but no, we're going to carry on. Okay, yeah, sorry. No. We we can't we can't finish this up there. Number three, Dimitri. Uh, for me, it was RBG. Yeah. Ah, oh, great. Uh, RBG. Yes. Uh, this is a documentary that I had heard about, and, and admittedly, going in, I did not know too much about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What I loved about this movie was, as a documentary, it was inspiring, but it also shows us that it also brings us back to a time mm. when there was true partisanship uh, within yeah. our world. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, her trials and tribulations of not even just becoming a lawyer, but getting onto the Supreme Court justice. Mm. And there were scenes where she had to be confirmed by Orrin Hatch in mm. his speech about getting her in. You're like, whoa, it was so powerful. And then that her what her closest friend was this Anthony Scalia. Yeah. That they actually politically went on, could not be more different. They couldn't be more yeah. different, but they were a Gracie and Burns yeah. on the road. They were so great together and they truly were great friends. That was inspiring to me. What she's accomplished, uh, what she's accomplished, is truly inspiring. I thought it was a really well done documentary. And she's she's and still I going. So I mean, yeah. wh however you feel about her politically, I mean, I get out of bed in the morning and I'm like, she's like, she broke some fucking ribs the other week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was up working in a couple of hours. I'm like, I stubbed my toe. I'm like, I got to take a day off. Yeah. So holy shit, yeah, great, great, really choice there. And wh whichever side of the political aisle on. I genuinely think you should watch this movie because I think it's not just for, you know, liberals. I think it's for conservatives as well. And I think this bipartisanship, I think, is really, really important in this day and age. Dimitri, really good choice there. Okay, number two. Number two. My number two. Cast your mind back to January. Paddington 2. Uh-huh. Um, this is a movie I have revisited a number of times this year. It just, It just gives me joy. 
You know, it's 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 a Wes Anderson movie. It's a, it's a British character movie. It's a classic literary character. I mean, the, the 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 performances are great. The script is fantastic. It looks beautiful. It makes you feel good. Um, I this it's a flawless movie to me. Paddington Two. I, ju- I fucking love it. It's, uh, you know, and it's I, I you know, mind, full, full, full yeah. disclosure. You know, I, I know Paul. Um, he's a, he's a friend. Um, irrespective of that, Paddington Two. If you haven't seen it and you dismiss it as a kids' movie, check check it out. Paddington Two is amazing. Okay, uh, number two, Scott. Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Anyway, what's your number two? I just, that's... <laughs> Would you... Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, I mean, you know, it'll be a little bit awkward, but yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it be awkward? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't always wear pants in the house. <laughs> you know, maybe the house will have big windows. Uh, so, 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 Scott, so, um, so no, won't, you be my won't You Be My Neighbor is another film that I saw at Sundance. It's the documentary about Fred Rogers. And um, just a, a feel-good crowd pleaser, mm. but one that I think has the most important message of this year, mm. and that is to be kind to one another. You may not agree with one another, yep. but you should listen to each other and try to make it work. Sure. Uh, Dimitri, your number two, please. My number two is... Disagree! Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Don't like me anymore? Be nice. Okay, number two. <laughs> uh, it was Green Book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so again, this movie... Uh, it, it does something that we, we've seen other movies attempt or other movies have done before. Uh, and But the sentiment and yeah. the heart and the performances in this movie, I mean, they are true. They are a true life odd couple. Mm. Uh, fried chicken. You know, the KFC. <laughs> eating Kentucky fried chicken in Kentucky. And what do I do? Well, what do I do with the bones? I mean, there is so, it's a simple movie mm. that has deep messaging within scenes and yeah and it, but very subtle simply, yeah. very subtle, very subtle. Um, and you can look at it uh, you can watch it many different ways mm. and you take from it what you will but most of all you'll get a great friendship out R- of it. real quick I'm sorry just yeah. on the green book yeah. thing there's a scene in this movie that I think nobody has been talking about there's a scene where they get a flat tire yeah and they stand out mm. in a field, and they look at people in a field. And I think that is one of the most brilliant scenes of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so powerful, and there's no dialogue in that yeah. scene. I think for me, the one of the biggest things is, is you know one of the three movies we've agreed on a Green Book is the fact that let's not forget that this it, things like this continue to this day. Not maybe not to this extent, but they do certainly continue. And and this is something that is a true story that did not happen that long ago. No, right. This did not happen that long ago. And that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Okay, so uh, people are talking in the chat. We've got to sort of, you know, respect time. Respect time! Um, respect time! Uh, but we, we, we need to finish this up. A couple of people are saying, yes! Straight Edge Bell, Vegan Bell. Uh, yes, I was waiting for someone to say Green Book. We all said it. <laughs> uh, which was good. We got there eventually. Uh, Scott Boswell, A Star Is Born, is going to be number. T- is going to be top two. Uh, maybe it won't be in there at all. Uh, Zayas Bilu, damn! Forgot about Paddington 2. We all know the first rule of Paddington 2 is don't forget about Paddington 2. We forgot about Dre. Yeah. And look what happened. Uh, my number one movie of the year. My number one movie of the year. Number one movie of the year. Oh, we run out of time. Gotta go. Uh, it's, Gotta it's a star is born. Um, again, I've talked a lot about films that move me this year. Um, and we're living in a world uh, currently, um, again, whichever side of the political aisle you're on, where there is a lot of... Um, 
a lot of turbulence and films now uh, if anything are about i think uh, relating to people touching on uh, difficult issues and i think uh, reconnecting with feelings in the world uh rather than purely beliefs and for me a star is born um really it 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 deeply moved me it felt like i was part of it it stopped being a movie it felt like a world that i was part of mm. um the, the music we talked about mary poppins and, and musicals these are so heartfelt musical um elements of this movie it's so realistic it's so it touches so many nerves um it deals with some genuinely really serious issues it is the most human movie i saw this year for a studio movie certainly mm. um I, I I was I was it I it, I was destroyed by the end of this movie. I was in floods of tears. It's a beautiful love story. It, it's a tale of loving too much. It's a tale of decadence. It's a tale of you know a road to ruin and a road to success and the prices that we pay for for various things, positive and negative. Um, exemplary performances from Lady Gaga, from Bradley Cooper, from Andrew Dice Clay. Something I never thought I would say. From the amazing and just almost embarrassingly humble sam elliott um a star is born was nothing short for me this year of a piece of of masterpiece cinema um of the films that i saw i know a lot of people are talking about roma um of the films that i saw for me my top movie of the year is a star is born and i believe it's get it deserves every bit of attention that it's getting scott my number one movie of the year is the hate you give uh, this is a movie that I've been championing for for since it came out in September at the Toronto International Film Festival. Mm. There's been a lot of movies we've talked about some of them today that deal with race issues and very which is a very hot button issue yeah. this year, especially for cinema. And for me, what made this movie so brilliantly done was the fact that it was told from a young female perspective, someone who lived in both a black neighborhood mm -hmm. as well as uh, and went to a white school yep. showed the both sides of the equation as someone who again grew up living in a mixed race household and having to see how people uh, react to me having black brothers and how they're treated differently this movie spoke volumes um, in, in fact of dealing with race you know there's been very few films that have told a story of race from a female perspective mm -hmm. not to mention a young female girl perspective and the way that it's handled is so brilliantly done. And last but not least, this movie takes a lot of risks, and it opens on some some one of the most like scariest scenes of the of the year. Uh, basically, talking about what would happen, what you should, how you should behave if you're black and being pulled over, what Which what, is the, what the procedure is. Horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. Stop! It stopped me dead. Yeah. It, it, it like it it's it opens with that yeah and it's 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 fascinating because it sets the tone yeah and i mean there's a scene in the end i don't want to spoil it because i know a lot of people haven't seen this movie and you need to go <clears throat> see it there's a scene at the end where they take a very bold move by putting a little kid in the center of all the yeah. stuff that's going on and i i think again talk about bringing something that's been in the news before mm. And in, in terms of the storyline of where this is going and what, what plays out at the end of this movie, I mean, that sequence is just freaking heartbreaking. Yeah. To and see she, it. She, she's amazing. Oh, Amanda? Yeah, yeah she's, she's super. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're Dimitri, Jeez, your number wow. one, your number to, one movie. It's hard to top this um, number one. I, I agree with you. And Star is Born. Okay. For, for me, it wasn't my number one. It right. does make my honorable mention 
My number one movie is, and I said this in Anatomy of Movie months ago when we first reviewed it, that it was my favorite movie then. Uh, I said it was going to be take a lot to knock it off, and it's still, I've recently rewatched it twice. But you've seen Venom since then. <laughs> I have seen Venom since so, then. So, I mean... It's anyone's just, game that, that's at venomous. this point. That's venomous. Okay, what's your number one? It's Ready Player One. Interesting. Ready Interesting. For me. Way to mix it up, Dimitri. Yeah. yeah. Way to mix yeah. it up. Yeah. Ready Player One did it for me. It was the movie that I would hope Steven Spielberg didn't forget how to make. And it was a fantastic, mm. fun read. And he, in the adaptation to this, is the differences I bought... And again, it was just Spielberg going back to what he did in the 80s. This mm. is a pop, a cornucopia of pop culture. Yeah. And I just loved the world that he created from the book. And it had the sentiment. It had the heart. Mm. It had the movie magic romance between the, the, the two avatars who, when they find out, uh, you know, who they are in real life. And, and the message of we are so tied to our technology. Yeah. You know, that we forget what reality really is. I love that message to it, but I just loved Spielberg's going back into mm. these freeform, like action, pop culture references galore. I really loved Ready Player One. It made me, I was grinning from, from ear to ear while watching and when I left the theater I couldn't wait to watch it again I have it on Blu-ray I've seen it in 3D and I've seen it on 2D and it's my favorite movie I'm not saying it's the best but it is my favorite movie of the year great choices we've all agreed top, in the top 10 movies uh, this year um, Instant Family Black Klansman and Green Book are the three that we've agreed on and I'm really pleased we all had different number ones and they couldn't be more different um so thank you guys for doing that like i say these are our top 10 uh, movies of the year they're the ones that we've seen uh we're not those people who like to say oh but i thought this was a marvelous movie uh, because everybody <laughs> else likes it uh these are the movies we've seen these are the movies that we enjoyed um and we hope that you enjoyed them and if you haven't seen them yet then do take time this holidays to catch up on them a lot of them are now out on home entertainment um a couple of honorable mentions for me i'll give three uh skyscraper yeah <laughs> i mean it's dumb as a bag of dicks but I, I fucking loved it. I can't, I, you know, that, that I love that. Upgrade. I mean, Lee Wanell. <laughs> Lee Wanell. Holy shit. Yeah, I love that. Um, and also, I mean, Incredibles 2 was great. I, Christopher Robin Book Club. There are many movies I love this year, but that, that was the top 10, guys. Honorable Go mentions ahead. for you very quickly. Yeah, I hated Book Club too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you hated that movie. Yeah. Oh, no, you're heartless. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, since he brought this up earlier, it, it will be in my top 18. I do a top 18. Um, Paddington 2 for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry to bother you. Just an, it's okay. An, an but what about your movies? <laughs> <laughs> really, Boots Riley, just really ambitious. Yeah. Uh, Tully, one of the most criminally underrated movies of the year and Charlize Theron should be in every single best actress category right now and she isn't another one like Julia Roberts uh, eighth grade uh, uh, back to him a simple favor highly recommend and of course a little Netflix movie that they don't care about because they're too busy pushing Roma private life interesting Dimitri honorable mentions very, very quickly my, my, my honorable mentions are well Star is Born makes that list for all the reasons that you said I was completely engrossed I think the second half doesn't live up to the first half as yep. far as it captivating you and engrossing but yet it's done something that I didn't expect and it drew me in yeah. from an emotional perspective I thought it was fantastic uh, I, I gotta throw in Mary Poppins Returns uh, I really enjoyed that movie stay 
Hey, listen, Aquaman was badass. So come on. You have Aquaman. <laughs> I've got Mary Fair Poppins. Fair enough. Fair enough. And he has, so, what did he say? Book club. Book club. He has book hey, club. you know what? I, I will agree. Aquaman was bad ass. <laughs> anyway, that was 20. That was, shut up. You're wrong. Shut up. 20. Yeah, bad ass. 2018. Oh, yeah, go very quickly. Solo. I throw in Solo. Yeah. Solo to me is a great science fiction Western. Mm. I thought it got a lot of unnecessary undue hate. I really thought the Kazans wrote a great Western script to put this iconic Star Wars character yep. into. Uh, and unfortunately, we're never going to get to see him go to Tatooine. And I'm going to raise you a solo and add the word free to the beginning of that and recommend free oh, solo, okay. which is 100% better than solo. It's now the 1st of January. <laughs> Welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Holy shit. <laughs> Guys, uh, we, we thank you so much. Uh, as, as, uh, as Back to the Future once said, we're out of time. Uh, so out of time. If I could bend it, I would. I cannot. We have run over, but we had to get through that top ten. So thank you so much to Jonathan, who is producing us today. He's coming especially so we could do this show for you guys to wrap up the end of the year. Uh, this has been Mo the Movie Press uh, 2018. It's the final show of the of, of the run this year. Mm. Uh, the show will be back in 2019. Uh, we're going to do a few new things next year, which we hope you will like. Uh, we're going to mix that up. Uh, and so, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what 2019 holds, hey? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know what it does? You know what it will Life brings up? many changes. It does. Life brings many changes. But uh, it's been a pleasure to work with you two. I appreciate you, you being here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, great friends. Uh, and I've tweeted this out. You've made me a better podcaster, but you've helped me. How bad were you? I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I mean, know. I, I've, if this is better, I, yeah, not kidding. <laughs> was, I'm kidding. I was, I was I'm pretty kidding. Low. I was pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, you've also helped make this past year less miserable for me. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I we appreciate really appreciate that. you being and, here. And the Thank audience that, that tunes into this, you guys are great. Yeah. And I love your interaction. This show, I think, is the best biz show about the biz for the biz. I've always attested to that, and it continues to do so. So thank to, you. To be Merry honest Christmas. with you, it's, the, it's also the only one. It's the only one that you've listened to. But we'll take it. <laughs> but we'll take it. We said I listened to it. Ah, that's true. I, I that just, is true. <laughs> I, also, I also just want to say, you know, um, you know the, the fan base of this show you know, you, you accepted me and Dimitri into this world earlier this year, and we appreciate it. And we, can, we appreciate your support and watching every single week. You've been so incredibly dedicated, and it means so much to all of us here. So really, thank you, and, and I it's hope true. every one of you have a, a wonderful holiday season and a happy right. new year. Can't wait to see you next year. Take some time off, take your pants off, watch some movies. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for 2018. Like I say, who knows what 2019 will bring. Uh, we hope it is success and happiness uh, to all of you individually. And like the guys say, we really appreciate you guys uh, giving us your time every week, an hour, sometimes more sometimes less we do really appreciate it because without you and without you evangelizing about this show uh there is no point in us doing it no um because there's no point doing a show if nobody's watching or nobody's listening so thank you so much for taking the time keep that up step it up make sure more people watch in 2019 and we'll keep doing it uh thank you so much have a great holiday season take care don't forget to love the movies don't forget to go, to, don't the forget to, go to the movies go have a great holiday me. season and we'll see you guys in the new year thank Bye you so much see you later you Bye. met the movie press <laughs> from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.